0: Well, it's that time once again. Going back to school. Summer's winding down, and it's time for another edition of the Speaking for Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew
1: Gomison. And sadly, we will not be visiting Bayview High today. (laughs) We will not be going down memory lane as far as that TV show goes, but I just thought it'd be a good way to start the show because we are talking about back to school. And I had seen, um, something about anxieties that people might be having as they head back to school. And so I thought it would be relevant and timely for us to give some scriptural advice and wisdom as we, uh, as we embark on a new school year. And I have a new appreciation with, with that over the last few years now working as an educator at Potter's House Christian School. So, uh, excited to get back in the swing of things. Set up my office the other day again for the new school year. So, getting pretty pumped and, uh, also getting pumped about the, the regular paychecks returning. <laughs> yeah, right. Not gonna lie. So, <laughs> I'm probably a little bit more excited than my students, but I'm ex- I'm interested to see what the Lord has for this year. Um, and we're just gonna get into this discussion, um, Right now, but um, to start it off, Adam, why don't you give us our quote of the day?
0: Which comes right out of Scripture. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths.
1: Uh, And so I thought this was a great way to begin uh, because some of you, especially people making transitions, like if you're going to high school for the first time, um, or if you're going to middle school for the first time or any sort of school change, or even if you're going off to college, to know that God is with you and that trusting in Him is the way to move forward. I think that's so important, uh, to keep in mind as we embark on this discussion. So basically, what I have here is five points that I want to share with you of ways that you can be prepared for the school year. And then verses to go with them. So I will I will read the point, and then Adam will read us the verse, and then we'll talk a little bit about each one. And the first one is be an example. Let, let no man despise
0: thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. 1 Timothy 4.12. Okay,
1: and I, I really want to encourage Uh, students of all ages in this one, because I think a lot of times we feel a lot of pressure to fit in. Um, I know Adam and I have, have talked a little bit about that in the past. Um, both of us have homeschooling experience, but I know Adam was, was in, in school for a lot of years as well. And so we've talked about, um, kind of the pressures associated with fitting in but I want to encourage you that no matter what age you are, you can still be an example uh, to others of the proper uh, attitude and the proper way to live. And I think that's important for students to uh, be that example for teachers and also for fellow students. You will have a much better school year if you focus on uh, God and what he wants you to do because uh, he will... Uh, direct you. There is a um, passage, and for the life of me, in some ways, I don't understand why I don't have it as the court of the day. But there is a passage in the Psalms where uh, the psalmist says, "I am wiser than all my teachers, for I keep your statutes." Mm-hmm. And just the idea that focusing on God and meditating on Scripture will open your mind to to absorb the other things that you need to know. All right, number two, don't be afraid.
0: Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which path, passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6 through 7.
1: Okay, this is a very interesting one for me as, as well, uh, because I can totally relate to the first day that I started working at the potter's house. I didn't know anyone. I was very nervous. Um, at that time, I wasn't in a teaching role like I am now. It was more just in a security role. And so I didn't even necessarily specifically know how to interact with, with everyone, uh, in the school. But one of the students, well, actually a couple of them, but one in particular approached me and asked me my name, asked me, I think asked me about what I was doing there and just welcomed me to the school and invited me to have lunch with her group of friends. Mm. And, um, especially that first semester that really helped me get going. Cause once I had a couple of friends in the school, it didn't take me long, uh, to make other friends and to feel more comfortable there. So, um, I, I just want to encourage you that, uh, God is with you and just thinking about how, um, by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. You know, God wants to hear from you and he answers your prayers. If you, if you, uh, ask him and he does give peace, it can be nerve wracking, but God is always faithful. And, um, uh, I really, uh, now I look forward with great anticipation to going back to school because I, I got through that rough patch at the beginning. And I just, I really like the kids and the teachers that I get to work with. So I want to encourage you that if you're going into a new school environment, there may be some rough times, but if you go with God, he will direct you and give you peace. Adam, do you have any thoughts on these first two?
0: Yeah. Bouncing off how you just finished that, I find in these verses, even with the quote of the day, that it has a common theme of, like focusing on Jesus through it all and giving it to him, whether you're nervous or not sure and not trusting on your own understanding. That's that's my first point on it. Second one is uh, I especially appreciate the first Timothy verse that was saying, let no man despise thy youth. You know, I, I've seen sometimes and I remember experiencing this a little bit even in teenage years where Sometimes people think, oh, you're so young, like you're not in adulthood yet, so there's not like a lot you're going to know or understand. And I know like even working with teens the past few years at church with our youth group, like they have so much to offer and so many great ideas and so much passion. And we want to make sure that we don't like shortchange that thinking, oh, they're not mature yet or anything where in contrast, actually, they have so many awesome things to bring to this world and whatever school or atmosphere they're in.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Um, our third point is: listen to your elders. A fool despiseth
0: his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. That's Proverbs fifteen five.
1: And and uh, this is a key one because uh, I deal with students on a daily basis during the school year, and a lot of times. Uh, they think they know everything they need to know. I, <laughs> I know this because I was a student. I know what it's like to think that you know everything. But I can tell you from experience that the older you get, the more you realize you don't know. And if you can come to that conclusion somehow, even during these teen years, you will greatly behoove yourself, uh, greatly improve your probability of success uh, to realize that if we as teachers give you – reproof or uh, constructive criticism. It's because we want you to succeed in what you, all your endeavors. One thing that I noticed as we were dealing with senioritis last semester is this idea that the students were so excited to get done and they just wanted to get to the next stage, but they didn't often think about the fact that in some ways At least college is going to be even tougher. Yeah. And so if you don't apply yourself and you don't appreciate what you have now, then you're going to be worse off going to the next level. So I'm just saying live in the moment, uh, embrace what you have now, and and take the reproof from those who are your elders and who are your authorities because they – can help you and and this applies for Adam and myself as well because it's not just in in as students but also as employees or as um as in whatever capacity you find yourself you're going to have people that are going to dispense advice some of what you ask for some of what you don't mm-hmm. and and the thing, the key is to be quick to listen slow to anger slow to speak so that you can just think about it. And if it is good advice, then follow it. Uh, but I think as people, we can get into this mode of, well, I don't really get along with the person who gave that advice, so I'm not going to listen to it. And that can be a bad place to be. I know I've been there and then treat everyone with kindness.
0: As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. That's Galatians six ten.
1: Okay, and this one I think also is key. I'm I'm very privileged at the Potter's house to witness that for the most part. I mean, I'm sure a little bit of it happens, but for the most part, I don't see a lot of cliques in the Potter's house. I see freshmen uh talking to juniors who also talk to sophomores, you know, everybody pretty much gets along. I know there's always like I said, always gonna be exceptions, but uh there's very little regard for uh, you know, oh you're in a different year than I am, so we can't talk or socialize. So I would just encourage you that everybody needs kindness. Yeah. I I think one common thing that I've seen is everybody's in a battle. Everybody has different battles you don't necessarily know what they are. I recently saw a Facebook meme that I shared that kind of talked about that that when you are behind somebody in a parking lot, they don't they don't put a sign on the back of their car that says I'm going through a divorce or I lost my job today or my boss yelled at me today. So you don't know what somebody's going through when they cut you off in traffic, or when they yell at you in the hall, or any of that stuff. And you can't know because you're not a mind reader. But the point is to treat everybody as if you know that there's a potential that they're going through a rough time, and that there's an explanation for their attitude. That's not to say that we make excuses for our poor attitudes, because we are responsible to improve our attitudes when possible. But I Just to be mindful of that for others. So, Adam, on these two points of listening to your elders and treating others with kindness, do you have any thoughts? I
0: think it's funny how both kind of go hand in hand if you think about it. Like if you're really trying to treat all people with kindness, like everything else will fall into place. Respecting your elders, respecting those around you. And that means have that kindness for all men. Even that, you know, kid a couple of desks down who's driving you crazy or, you know, someone who might be really frustrating you. But I've never seen where kindness didn't do something for the better in a situation. So it, it's always worth it. Not easy, but always worth it. Yeah.
1: And that's why the proverbs say a soft answer turns away rat because mm-hmm. what are, what are you going to say? Right. If somebody gives a soft answer or maybe doesn't respond at all, you know, and there's nothing to be mad at anymore. So just something to keep in mind, and then finally, as we wrap up, do your best.
0: And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. It's Colossians three twenty three.
1: Now I want to encourage all of you, and and I should say a word to my homeschool friends as well, because these apply across the board. Even if you're not going to a school building for your assignments, um, you can still be. Do all these things for your siblings and your teachers who may be your parents. Um, and if you're like me, you wanted to avoid as many, uh, principal teacher conversations <laughs> as possible because my dad was the principal, my mom was the teacher, and you didn't want things to get back to the principal because that just didn't end well. So, uh, you know, just, uh, keep in mind that these are true across the board. I think specifically for those that are going away to school like either Christian or public, this is so important to remember. Do your best. And from a couple different vantage points. First of all, if you know you can do better, then keep working harder and do better. But from the other vantage point is one of the most dangerous things about the modern way in which we educate is the danger of comparison.
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely.
1: Everybody's going to have their own strengths and weaknesses. And just because you don't do as well as the guy that sits next to you in class does not mean you should stop trying. Um, you might have to work harder. You might never get as good a grade as them, but you still should do your best. And if you – at the end of the day, if you turn in every assignment knowing, hey, I did my best – and I left nothing on the table, so to speak. Then you, there's nothing to be ashamed of. If you have a, you know, if you have a subject where your best is a D, maybe you need extra tutoring to bring it up. But for the most part, if it's truly your best, you can be proud of a D. Does that mean that that should be your your shooting point? No, because a lot of times when we take D's, we could get C's and B's if we really tried. Right. So the point is not to to. Settle or make excuses, but the point is not to allow your grade to dictate who you are because it doesn't dictate who you are uh any final thoughts, Adam?
0: I think you're hitting the nail on the head there is just to do your best in in each and everything you do, and that even means like when we don't feel like it, I remember being in in school and doing certain sheets of homework, and I honestly would rather have my head on a dresser next to me, <laughs> especially algebra. Thank you. But yeah, doing the best and all you can, especially yeah. if you get that focus of, okay, it's not, I'm not just doing it for me. I'm not just doing it for a good grade. I'm doing it for the Lord. When you make that commitment, I think that helps to motivate I mean, you more. I,
1: I never, I never was that great in math, but when they started adding letters, <laughs> yeah. like, wait a uh, minute, is this English or math class? That was even worse. Um, <laughs> but yes, try your best even at algebra. Uh, we don't want any nasty emails from That's right. people saying that we hate math. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I just I encourage all of you out there to do your best to keep working hard, and I hope that you have a wonderful beginning to your school year. I know some schools um, are start. I mean, a lot of schools basically through the whole month of August across the country are starting up. So, whenever it is you start school, whether it's whether you started this week or like me, you're starting in another week. I hope that you will, uh, be blessed and that you will, uh, uh, you know, that you will have a great school year and that above all your focus will be on God and that, uh, he will get the glory for what you do. Um, I know for myself when I got into college, I made a purposeful effort to honor God in my studies more so than I did in high school and it really affected the bottom line. It really affected my GPA. So I can testify that I what I what I said earlier was true that you will see you will often see an academic improvement If you have an improvement in your attitude toward God, Mm. it's not an ironclad guarantee, but I think it is, it is often a result. So, um, that's what I have for you today. I hope you've enjoyed this, this episode. Make sure that you, uh, will share it with any of your friends that are going to school, uh, at any level. And uh, I hope you have a great weekend and keep serving the best of master's.